I was raised in Lafayette, Louisiana. My daddy, he's a captain of his own shrimp boat. <laughs> I hated my daddy. He was a mean old man, my daddy. He took an eight-year-old Bray Wyatt and he pulled him out of school. He didn't think I needed to learn with them other kids. <laughs> but then randomly one day, my daddy, his boat, well, it caught on fire. And it sunk him down into the daggone sea with it. And I went away. I went away for a while. <laughs> but Bray Wyatt, he told himself how to read. And I started out with C Spot Run. And then it was Clifford the Big Red Dog. And then it was the good book mostly after that. <laughs> and I learned. And I learned a lot of things. I learned how this world likes to throw away a little white trash peon like Bray Wyatt. And let me tell you something. I ain't no white trash. And I ain't no peon either. I am better than you all. And I wouldn't want to be that guy. I wouldn't be that guy, that first guy that has to get in the ring with me, man. I wouldn't want to be you. Because I am going to take pleasure in watching you burn, man. <laughs> Just like my daddy. <laughs> Come with me. Time is on Big Ray Hernandez, Jamie the Vet Williams, this is your Next Level Wrestling Review, presented by Hameen Media and ChannelAttitude.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your next level wrestling review. I am the pundit of the people, the man with the plan, Big Ray, here to say to talk some Lucha Libre today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here. And finally, finally, the vet has come back to the next level wrestling review. The vet. He's a Rip Rogers guy. It's true. The vet. Vet, vet, vet. Rip, rip, rip Rogers guy. Ladies and gentlemen, he basically had a swim out of his living room last week. Hurricanes, tidal waves, earthquakes, everything all at the same time. Allegedly, the zoo that he lives not far from, well, he had to fight off a pack of wolves with just a butter knife and a fork but he did it and he's back ladies and gentlemen this is the vet jamie williams what's going on vet 
Hello, Ray. What's up, man? Hello, everyone. Hi. Uh, I cannot confirm or deny the stuff you just said. What? It is classified information. Uh, Let's just say um, the installation is uh, fully operational. uh, So you will never have to go another week uh, without me on the next level wrestling review until the next time you have to go a week without me on the next level wrestling review. Mm. Well, I'd like to thank uh, John Enright and Jimmy T for yeah filling in yeah for me, and thank you Ray for running a nice show. It was a good show. Oh, did you actually watch it? No, I got to see some parts some of, of it. it. Yeah, but uh, I was sort of in and out, which is the reason I couldn't do the show in the first place because it would have had to been interrupted several times, and I just thought it'd be easier to you know. But I'm back. As you said. And so is Stadium Stampede, AEW uh, game. Have you played that yet? No, I haven't played it yet. Aiden was playing it. He had a, he said, he said it was like Fortnite, but with wrestling. Well, that just makes me want to download it right now. Mm. Stadium Stampede. Oh boy, what a fucking week. You know, this is, uh, I I kicked off the show. Uh, This, that was actually, uh, when the Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt's very first ever promo as that character in FCW. Now, for bonus points, can you name the son of a bitch that was standing behind him? Good, vet. No, I can't. I know that guy. I can't remember who it is, though. What's his name? I'll give you a hint. He had to do a promo about a mustache on the NXT gimmick on TV. And it was one of the cringiest moments in all pro wrestling history. Oh, was it? Is it Eli something? Yes, yes, Eli. Um, I, I d- keep going. I something something I, in my pants every morning. Uh, every morning I have it in my pants. You have it in your pants? Yes, my wife goes crazy over it. Eli Wallet? <laughs> Cottonwood. Cottonwood. Yes. There Eli he goes. Cottonwood. Media M5. He got it. You got to be for us, actually. Yes, I. My erection is soft like cottonwood, whatever that that may be. Yeah, the uh, the word on the street was that uh, the boys were calling him Eli Rottenwood. No, oh. I remember getting that through the pipeline back when all that shit was going on. He was just the fucking drizzling shits. That guy. Um, it, it was, was a tough fun. enough guy, right? Yeah, they did the. Well, it was it was the NXT. I think right before NXT was NXT, it was when he did, did all the running around the ring with barrels and obstacle yeah. courses and Bray yeah, Wyatt was on that. Yeah, Husky Harris, right? Yeah, so it was Husky Harris. Um, one hell of a week, man. I I'm not gonna go on and on about the two that we lost <clears throat> uh, this week on the on the Pro Wrestling Reflection. I actually cut a prom two promos. Or two, uh, you know, I don't know. Just my thoughts. Uh, Professor actually asked me to do it. I was like, oh, sure, okay. Um, so th- we kick off the show with that. I talk about uh, the loss of Terry Funk and the loss of Bray Wyatt, which my son, I'll tell you, man, this shit really fucking hit him hard. You know, uh, and I felt bad for him. You know, um, so much so that this kid's been uh, just, like his his IG was all Bray Wyatt anyway. 
Mm-hmm. So he goes, Dad, uh, I, I made a, a Bray Wyatt, um, like a little bit of a, what do you call it? Like a minute long, uh, what is it? Like a, uh, what do you call a video that honors people? Uh, Tribute? Yeah, here it is. When the lights go out, you should run. I would like to welcome you all to the era of Wyatt. Start every morning with a smash. I ain't hard to find. Oh, all you gotta do is go look up in the sky and follow the buzzer. Oh, little one, my little one. Come with me. Your life is done. Forget the future. Forget the past. Life is over. Breathe your life. That was uh, produced, fully produced by my son, Aiden. <clears throat> Think of that bit. Come on. Say, um, Come on. Say something nice. You made if you're gonna uh if you're gonna play some things like that, maybe we should really upgrade your internet because those little hitches kind of like really killed the mood, you know? The hitches. Yeah. <laughs> there were hitches? Yeah, don't tell me you didn't notice. I think it was the way he cut it, bro. Mm. all that stuff that was part of the anyway suit oh yeah okay yeah in that case super artistic then yeah. yeah it was it was really overly artistically done uh he increased the uh the colors uh put filters over it uh you know just, anyway so uh you doing good man you doing all right doing doing well how do you feel physically have you had your tea and carrots this morning i'm good Okay, wonderful. Well, I guess it's that time, ladies and gentlemen. Right, let me just uh, look for the gimmick. You know, I should always have this handy. I don't know why I can't find it. Mm. Oh, my God. Did I erase it? Vet. I think I erased. I think I deleted the Roman Reigns acknowledge me gimmick. Oh, no. I swear to God. I don't even know what to do here. I'm, you can't oh, have deleted that. Oh wait, I moved it. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. You're gonna acknowledge me. You're there, sitting at home. Acknowledge me. All right. That scared me a little bit, and I had the volume all the way down, so you know, it wasn't as loud as. Anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are acknowledging our our, our friends, our family, our. Framley, 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 right? No. Anyway, all right. We kick it off with the windiest of all. Chris is Chris Winland. He is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. We got Jerome. He's in the house. Biggest ass in all of HMG. Frank's pickle barrel ass. And Media M5 is also in the house, ladies and gentlemen. We have the hammer. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Charles the Hammer Evans is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And then we have the lovely Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, she's in the house. Yeah. Freak out. Freak out. Lovely Elizabeth. Uh, what are they testing on Lab Rat today? They are testing uh, video edits. They have him, his little rat paws on a little rat computer. What do you think, Fed? Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Just typing with seems, little. Seems like, well, he's in a lab, so, you know, he should know about scientific things. Right. Little rat fingers. Anyway. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have our friend. Oof. Well, that must be Scott Woodford in the house. Damn it. Scott Wolf Woodford is here. We have from wrestling. Not wrestling. Wrestling for life. Our buddy Big Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Eli Cottonwood, baby. Big Nick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway. With a record. Of 162 wins and 14 losses. For the record, he comes to us with a bowl of hash in the background. Back in backstage, he ate a bowl of hash before he fought fourth fight against Doc Hendricks. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I, I'm trying this morning, guys. This, I, I have this terrible ankle pain just shooting from my ankle all the way up to my, to my fucking neck now. <clears throat> it's horrible. Hurt my ankle at work yesterday. Portman's comp. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Gotta sell it. All right. We got a holy shit. The doctor's in the house, ladies and gentlemen. It is the man that can never shut his mouth. It is Dr. Jeff Lipman. Just talks. Makes fun of Jimmy the entire podcast. Am I wrong? I don't think so. Just have your, you just have that, that timeout button ready. I love it. I, I love Jeff. I love him. The most beautiful, glorious, splendiferous beard in all of HMG. It is the man, the myth, the legend. Luminati! Anyway. I don't recognize this profile picture. Well, this is a more updated, uh, more handsome picture of Babo. The mighty Babo. Mm-hmm. He is quite mighty. <sighs> no! It is the dark side caster. Join the dark side. He's here. Anyway. All right. As I said, we have all the way from Israel, our brother from another mother. It is Aaron Ben Shlomo. What is going on, my friend? How do you say hello again? In, in, uh, what is it? Duncan Shane or something like that? Yeah, that's close. Right? Uh, anyway. So, you know that. Hey. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So do we, uh, I don't speak Japanese, bro. <clears throat> All right, let me see. Uh, keep rolling. I'm keep rolling. I'm keep rolling. Am I missing anybody? Am I missing Probably quite a few people? Yes, missing quite a few. The artist <clears throat> has finally fucking returned, just like the vet. He returned today, ladies and gentlemen. It's true. Mm-hmm. We have uh, <clears throat> cold blooded. Cold X X blooded X X is in the house, and we have the war, the world. <laughs> Zane Vicious is here, ladies and gentlemen. 
related to uh, former WWE World Champion Sid Vicious. Anyway, um, <clears throat> who else we got here? Uh, Zoom Lab Rats here. All right, so I think. Uh, you did you mention Retro Rocket Review? I did not. Maybe I maybe I scooted past Retro Rocket reviewing rockets from back in the day. The ones that had the big red fins on it. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the one that crashed into the moon's eye. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. What about the the comment king Todd Brandt? What about the dancing one Dan Heffern? Did I say? Yeah, him? You, yeah, oh, you did, did say him. Sorry. The comment king. Where where is he? He says, "Hey yo, I'm here." Common god. Oh, he wants to be a common god now. Well, Zane Zane Vicious fancies himself a comment god. I'm way up higher. You missed a lot of people. Well, well, well so, so why don't you why don't you shut him out, bro? I, I have. Oh, who's this? The yeah, Lone Wolf. Is he related yep. to uh, what's his name from uh, NXT now? Tall baby, tall baby, tall ball headed baby guy. What's his name? Yeah, Baron Corbin. Baron me. Corbin. Apparently, me. That is you. That is your brother. I've never, I've never seen, I've never seen me and Baron Corbin in the same place at the same time. I haven't. <laughs> who else? Did, who did I miss? I'm at the mm. bottom of the list already. Is anybody on Twitch? No. No. Okay. I think that's everyone. You promise? Well, they. I don't promise, but they can loudly uh, correct us if we're wrong. All right, guys. You have you have literally five seconds to correct us if we did not give you a shout out. Five. No, he didn't miss media, Aaron Benchlom. He said media. No, media. I was in there, man. Four, three, two, run. This is the three count. With the latest breaking news in pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, and more. Now, back to Big Ray and the Vet. It is the three count, ladies and gentlemen. And boy, oh boy, so much happening. So much happening in the land of Oz, the land of pro pro wrestling. But you know about you know this guy CM Punk? Yeah. Jerobot, did you what you watched all out, right? All in or in inner in the Audi. You watched all mm-hmm. that show, right? Yep. Did you enjoy that show? I, I didn't I didn't listen to your review of it. I'm not asking for a full review, just yes or no. Did you like it? Envy Hitman is here. Envy Hitman, my bad. That's Media M5 in another account. Oh, you motherfucker. Look at him trying to get an extra shout out with oh, another damn account. You. Uh yeah, so did I like the show? Not really. <clears throat> I thought it was awesome. I thought it was possibly the greatest wrestling. Of- <laughs> Can't even make it through, huh? God. Uh, didn't he break the record with 93,100? Oh, no, that was WrestleMania 3. Yeah, well, that's a fake number, so. Bro, when when Tony Khan was there, like, the most, the highest paid attendance, paid attendance, paid attendance. What does that mean? Um, It means that they uh, fudge the numbers it's for weird. all those attendance figures in the past. 
something's fishy about this. What do you guys want to talk about? All right, so here's the deal, man. So we we all know about the whole fucking CM Punk thing. Apparently, now the boys are working the 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 fucking dirt sheet writers because apparently there was supposed to be some spat between CM Punk and um what's his face and Miro, and apparently now it's coming out that it's all fucking fake news and that they were joking around. Uh, we all know about the CM Punk issue where CM Punk uh fucking had to take a bus or a train or some shit. Bro, what the fuck? I I mean, apparently he's going to, he's now off like officially off the all out uh, roster. Uh, And also apparently he and uh, Tony Khan uh, got into a verbal dispute and now have not spoken since apparently uh, Tony Khan uh, chewed him out backstage. He's like, nine days from tonight. You're suspended. Nine days from tonight. That's when he gets to come back. Um, bro, what the fuck? Like, can they never have an event where some shit like this doesn't happen? Why is this happening all the time, vet? Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Why is it happening? Like, why does this happen? Mm, I'll tell you why it's happening. Okay. Uh, because you got a bunch of guys in positions that they should have never been in. They call them the EVPs. They call mm-hmm. them the elite. They call them whatever they want to call them. But it's, you know, they're they're just uh, they're responsible for all this. Really, why would we hear about any of this? Like, if this stuff was, you know, who who do you think is is feeding this information to these people? You know, right. whether it's, whether it's somebody working, like trying to work the sheets. Oh, that's a great work. <laughs> I'm not going to be on the pay-per-view in my hometown. What a great work. Or whether it's, you know, somebody saying, well, um, Jack Perry wanted to use glass in his segment and everybody said no. And even punk said no. And now Jack Perry's mad. No why the fuck remember. would we, why the fuck would we ever hear about that? Why is that? for the public right it shouldn't be so so people are feeding this to you know sap and whoever else uh that they've got in their little contacts list whenever they want to make somebody you know try try to uh make somebody look bad and that's why we're hearing about it this is this is just you know guys getting into shit backstage is you know, it's not like this is the first time it's ever happened, but everybody's acting like it is. No, it happens all the time, I'm sure. Have you ever did been? You ever, a... Didn't no, you ever hear that story about? Uh, you know, like <laughs> was it uh, was it Bill Watts who heard that John Nord and Butch Reed got into a fight, so he made them get into another fight to get out of their system, That's or something the, like that. It's the way it used to be back in the day, bro. Like when two kids would have a fight, all right? To grab them, put some boxing gloves on them, and right. throw them in the backyard. Let them go at it. Right, and then you have like Todd Brantley, comment king, says the irony is this is what uh, Punk was pissed off about in the first place. People stooging stuff off to the dirt sheets, right? Yeah, how did all this shit start? You know, didn't this all start with Hangman going into business for himself? This I mean, all started then, actually. That that's exactly when this all really started. 
Yeah, so everything that Punk has done has been a retaliation, but all the information that we hear is, oh, Punk did this, Punk did that, Punk did this, Punk did that. Like, that's the spin that's that's coming off it. Quite frankly, dude, I'm tired of hearing it. I'm yeah. tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of talking about it because I don't care. Um, I just don't care. I, I just watch the shows, and then I comment on what I see on the shows. I never was into you know, being a gossipy bitch or uh, getting into backstage politics. That's one of the reasons I'm sitting here. I voluntarily removed myself from that mm -hmm. because I could see that's the direction it's going and I have no interest in that. And therefore, that's fair. you know, I was, I was interested in contributing to the art form, to doing the job, not just the, I don't mean in the, the, the wrestling sense of doing a job, but the job of being a pro wrestler. Like I was interested in contributing to that. Maybe not me, but helping right. maybe somebody else who wanted to do it, right? Sure. So when I turn on the TV, I see, uh, you know, guys like Punk. What I see on television is I see a guy who's trying to be a pro wrestler, a, a guy who is trying to <laughs> uphold the art, a guy who's trying to do the things that he was taught and pass that down. Um. You know, in CM Punk's match, I don't know if you noticed, you're sure you must have, we just lost Terry Funk last week, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. Now, did you notice the little tributes that Punk and Joe were paying to Terry Funk in their match? Spinning toehold and, yeah. Spinning toehold, the seesaw in the ropes punch mm -hmm. spot. Um, you know, like, those are the things that you're seeing those guys do. Right. Right? Then, what are we seeing in fucking Jack Perry's match? A fucking fisherman suplex on a windshield? Stupid. It was stupid. How is that opinion. helping? How is that helping a next generation do anything? Why do I give a fuck about some actor's son who's going to be a footnote when all this is said and done? Well, speaking of footnote, I was going to throw out there that also the person that caused all the problems. In the beginning, in my opinion, being uh, the, the cowboy, uh, he's basically a footnote as well. He's nobody now. He he is so insignificant on that AEW roster. It's not even fucking funny. <clears throat> and yeah. at one at one point, I'm sorry. At one point, like Tommy Wonder, uh, uh, my buddy Tommy Wonder was was telling was saying on on air uh, when they were doing the podcast that at one point Tommy Wonder was like, "That's that's the one guy that could be in the WWE," and now he's totally flipped on him. He was a big fan of this guy. All this for what? Yeah, like, man. you, you want to make money. And, and, you know, we talk about backstage issues. Um, it's been going on forever. My father had to shoot on a guy in, a, in the ring because he didn't want to take the pin. My father had to legit f fight the guy. Um, Bruiser Brody was fucking stabbed to death in Puerto Rico by a guy named Jose Gonzalez, if that's the name if i remember off the top of my head mm -hmm. so it's like fuck it's it's always happened why is it getting out because tony khan is allowing these uh dirt sheet writers back there you know i used to do uh vet the fucking calling gimmick you know when mm -hmm. we did the what they do yeah, the media calls i didn't want to do it anymore i just i felt i felt like dumb doing it so hey yeah, Jeff, how Jared, could you not how could I'm, you not I would I would ask, hey Jeff Jarrett. I remember I did one with Jeff Jarrett. I did one with uh, fucking Scott Stein. I did a whole bunch of them. 
And I, after a while, I was like, I don't want to do this no more. This is dumb. It's dumb. Like, what, what are we asking these people? I found myself asking dumb questions to people who don't want to fucking answer. And if they answer, it's not. It's more than likely going to be bullshit. It's carny, bro. These these people like they're here to work you, man. They're here to fucking make money. They don't give a fuck about you. Now, yeah, you have your rare, you know, superstar that gives a fuck about the kids and shit. They usually don't last too long. Just saying. Um, anyway, look, man. <clears throat> I don't give a fuck whether CM Punk quits or doesn't. I, I'm shocked that this company is still around. I, I I went on record as saying by the end of 2023 into 2024, when this company, I think when the company was about six months in, I said, they're going to be out of business. I was wrong. They're still in business. And apparently they're, fill, they're filling uh, Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. With 100,000 people. Who the fuck cares? Um, so here's some cool news, man. Um, one of my favorites uh, from the back in the TNA day. And, uh, you know, this is your your gimmick here. Uh, awesome Kong. Mm. She's making her in-ring return for Impact 1000, bro. Are you excited to see that? Uh, it'd be nice to see something good on Impact for a change. What do you mean? Isn't Impact, like, the best? To find out if the vet thinks the impact is the best, please check out the impact attack on channelattitude.com with the with uh, my great co-host Brandon, where we talk about if impact is good. <clears throat> Bianca Belair is going to take some time off. Uh, she's I think she's being written off TV or she's. Uh, but anyway, says here that uh, Fightful Select. <laughs> Uh, reports on reported uh, this week that uh, uh, Bel Air is taking what is it anywhere from under a month to possibly three months off. So they don't even know how long she's taken off. Anyway, um, back at SummerSlam early this month, Bel Air. I went all right. So yeah, what you know, you know, isn't it funny how Bianca Belair is just all of a sudden ever since she said that she didn't like that a writer was trying to get her to talk a certain way in her promos and putting the shit in her promo every week. And then all of a sudden like, it's like, mm -hmm. God, we need to, yeah, we need some time off for Bianca Belair now, undetermined length of time. And, oh, by the way, you had to drop the belt. And, oh, by the way, yeah, we just don't hear from you anymore. Any coincidental, uh, you think, Ray, you think that's just, that's probably not related at all, right? Nah, I don't think it has anything to do with anything, Vet. Oh, okay. Me neither. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's a little frustrating for me because, uh, this, this segment of the show used to be like wrestling news. Now it's all like. Every fucking week, it's like there's an issue with with fucking AEW. This is every fucking week. There's always some dumb shit that pops up with AEW, and it's kind of fucking frustrating. You know what's frustrating to me? That I hear these fucking marks come on here and say shit that everybody says like no one else has ever said it. They say, somebody needs to get this locker room under control. Then CM Punk chokes a guy, and they're like, uh, cancer, fire him. Right? Like, 
I you know, they're, they're like, idea. how many people, how many people are like, these guys got to stop. They're going to kill each other. Somebody's going to die on TV with all this crazy shit they're doing. Then CM Punk's like, Hey, don't use glass in your, in your match. Cancer. Get rid of them. If any of you out there at home, you have ever said both of those things. If someone has said someone needs to get these kids under control, someone needs to put a stop to all this dangerous shit, and then you've also said CM Punk is a cancer and needs to be fired, fuck you. Mm. <laughs> That's right, Colin. Fuck you, Colin. F fucking hypocrites. <sighs> I'm gonna see. Can't CM have Punk's it both ways, this, guys. I, I know CM Punk is probably not not the best guy in the world. I don't know him personally. I love his character on uh, on heels. You know, speaking of heels, uh, have you been watching it at all? You, you don't watch it, right? No, nah, that show sucks. It's not. It doesn't really suck. It's not bad. It's not that it's bad. embarrassing. Why was it? Why is it embarrassing, Vet? Because I like it. Because it's just. It's just no. Because it's just some idiot's idea of what. Kayfabe. They throw that word around a lot, by the way. Right. It's like the whole show is like, hey, we know wrestling terms. Hey, I'm Stephen Amell. I wrestled real matches. Kayfabe. And I was on era. I was on Arrow. They're basically they're basically doing. Um, and by the way, Todd Brantley says that uh, you nailed it, Vet. Well, that's that's Vet doing what Vets do. That's why he's the comment king. <sighs> I'm on Punk's side with this. I've been. I think I've been on Punk's side since this shit started. Since he's. I don't know, man. Well, he's only done everything that everybody said somebody should do in AEW, and then I mean everybody complains about it. Right now, maybe it's different people saying those things, but if you are saying those, you can't say both of those things. It's either somebody needs to get control of AEW or uh, CM Punk is a cancer. You can't have both because he's clearly trying to take control. He's trying to take some ownership. Um, he's trying to have a certain people on collision that he would like to work with, which one of which is Jungle Boy. Cool. So that's where, oh, excuse me, Jack Perry. So oh. if Jack Perry's allowed on collision when guys like Matt Hardy are getting sent home and Hangman Page is not allowed in the building and uh, Christopher Daniels and any of the other stooges for the elite are barred from the building, but all of a sudden Jack Perry gets to come in, that lends some credence to Ben's idea that the thing is a work mm -hmm. or that they're trying to work the boys. But ultimately, the whole thing is ridiculous. And uh, I don't know. Um, I didn't like anything on All In, really, but I did like Punk and Joe's match. So take let that me for what it's worth. Let me ask you, um, if... if so now the, the, there, there's a little contradiction going on here, and I need you to explain this to me. So, you know how a lot of a lot of times, like guys that are you know wrestlers that are podcasting, wrestlers, not 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 just pundits like myself, wrestlers that are podcasting says, "Hey, why don't you just make money with with the real beef that you have?" So if this is a work, isn't that pretty much what they should do? Like if these guys have, have beef, like hey, hey, uh, Jungle Boy, uh, Jack Perry, why don't we uh, fucking Start a fight back here. You know, Sean Ross Sapp is going to be sitting over there in the corner picking his nose. Uh, you know, he'll see it and then he'll put it out there and we'll make some money off of it. Do you think that's a possibility? Is that is it the right thing to do or is it still wrong? It's wrong to do. Is it a possibility? I guess anything's a possibility. I mean, the whole world's going crazy. So anything's a possibility. Why should wrestling be any different? But, I mean... <laughs> um. It seems unlikely 
And it also seems like counterproductive uh, because way too many people think that there's a huge correlation between the type of people that read about news like this on the internet and actually watch the TV shows. I don't think there is. So you're not really, if, if punk and jungle boy already all, all of a sudden have an angle on TV now, and they're expecting this to feed into it, there's going to just be a lot of confused people. I don't know, man. I, plus, plus when you do shit like this, okay. So you're going to, you're going to take a real thing and try to, uh, turn it into a, a fake thing. That only worked when people half-ass thought this shit was real. They're right. doing everything they can to make sure that nobody believes this shit is real anymore. So it doesn't work. That's why there's no point in trying to work something like this. Because ultimately all you're going to what are you going to do? You're going to have a fake wrestling match. So what? We already know you fought for real and we didn't get to see that. So we get to watch your fake wrestling match. We can watch any fake wrestling match. Uh, there's no money to be made there. Literally, like, I'll go on the dirt sheets here, and it's just like, uh, backstage CM Punk news, AEW issues, uh, Adam Cole says this, fucking uh, former AEW star Joey Janela has an idea for fixing the back backstage issues. The fuck, you, Joey Janela? <laughs> what? Oh, fuck man. This is why this is one of my favorite segments of the show. As we uh, end up the three count. It is. What happened today in pro wrestling? Back in the day when people were still fighting backstage, but nobody knew about it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the good old days of wrestling. What happened today, August 30th, in pro wrestling history? Would you stop? Love that music. Matter of fact, I should have played this music uh, during my honeymoon when me and my wife got back to the hotel. Get a little primetime wrestling? Then it's over. No. All you hear is me crying in the bathroom and <laughs> in the other room. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, wrestling for life, guys. Now the old rabbit, huh? Huh? In 1993, on August 30th, it says here, Dustin Rhodes. Remember that guy? What if I happened to that guy? Anyway, Dustin no Rhodes defeated Rick Rude in a rematch to win the vacant WCW United States title in Atlanta, Georgia. This match wouldn't be aired until the 11th of September, the same year. This is before the dirt sheets. Vet, uh, from what I understand, you were a huge fan of uh, the American, what was he called? The, natu the natural Dustin Rhodes. Uh, do you remember this match, and how did it affect your, your life and wrestling career? Yeah, none of that stuff is true. No. Uh, I didn't remember this match. I don't think I've ever seen this match. Sure. I'm pretty sure... I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't remember watching it. Fuck. I certainly have no memory of it now. Um, but you know, good for him. God damn. Well then, uh well this hey, how about this? The same year, uh mm -hmm. this it says this year's SummerSlam was the last mm -hmm. appearance 
of the million dollar man Ted DiBiase as an active wrestler in the WWE ring. He lost in the opening match uh, of the night uh, to Razor Ramon. Huh? I don't remember this shit at all. He's, this was SummerSlam 93? SummerSlam, it says here, SummerSlam 1993 was Razor Ramon versus Ted DiBiase, and apparently he took, he took the uh, pinfall win. Yeah. Hmm. That was an interesting one. Uh, the main event was, that was the the big Lex Luger mm-hmm. versus Yokozuna, where he like he promised he was going to win, and he sure he did. did, but he didn't get the belt. Not why the, didn't I, they just? Why didn't they just fucking do it? They should just put the belt on him, right? Even why didn't they do week. it? Why did they not do it? I don't even like Lex Luger, but it's like, come on, just fuck. You made us sit and watch that stupid bus and everything, and just, just give him the fucking. Just try so it. If money, it doesn't right? work, you can always put it back. Like you can give the belt to somebody else if it doesn't work out. I just, you know. Wow, this this should have been a fucking dope match. Uh, on that card, it was also Shawn Michaels retaining the Intercontinental Championship versus uh, Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. God, Mr. Perfect was so good, vet. He was one of those guys. I was like, why does he need a manager to talk to him, talk for him? Yeah, like the greatest talking manager of all time talking for him. Those guys were awesome. Yep, but this was after that. This was when. Yeah. Perfect was a baby face because he right. had come out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will never retire. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was against Ric Flair. It was like was it? Perfect and Macho against Flair and Razor. I already can I tell you something? I already feel better about myself doing this podcast talking about this shit. I felt I, I felt I kid you not almost a sick stomach having to talk about those other fucking guys for that other company. Anyway. Let's fast forward to 1998. This is the 10th SummerSlam event uh, that took place in Madison Square Garden, making his pay-per-view debut. You think you know me? It was Edge. Uh, it says he uh, who fought in a mixed tag team match where he joined up with Sable to take on and beat Mark Merrow and Jacqueline. Interesting. Your thoughts on Jacqueline's tits? Uh, big, huge, and, right? Bulbous. Yeah, impossibly big. Uh, <clears throat> some might say implanted. No. But, um, Her arms always look shorter. Her arms always out. <laughs> <laughs> Such kids, right now. Um, elsewhere on the card, we had Triple H. He defeated The Rock in a ladder match to win his second intercontinental championship. Do you remember this? What year was this? 98? Yeah. And what event was this? SummerSlam, dude. It was SummerSlam? Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was, uh, wasn't the ladder like yellow or something? I think so. On the same card, I think the main event was Stone, yeah, it was Stone Cold versus The Undertaker. Yeah. The Highway to Hell, Highway to Hell match. Those guys never had a good match. Who? It was crazy. Stone Cold and The Undertaker. Every match, Stone Cold Undertaker had, match was a good match. They had... No, I mean together they just didn't really didn't have the chemistry, brother. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Um, I did like a watch along. Uh, you remember friend of the show, Mark Malara. He's been on a few times. We need to have him back on. Um, but uh, back when I was just doing my own podcast with Sergio, I, we did a watch along for uh that match. He has suggested watching that match. The not that match, 
but the other Stone Cold, the Revenge of the Taker match, I think, or Cold Day in Hell, whichever I think it was Cold Day in Hell, whatever, whatever in your house match that Taker and uh, Austin had, and I was like, God damn, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> like I just, it, they just did not have it in the ring together. Are there two wrestlers that you remember besides these two? That you were really looking forward to this match, like a match between them, and it was just such a fucking letdown. Like they had no chemistry. Something that really stuck out to you at all? Not not exactly, because when I was young enough to really care that a match was gonna happen, I didn't know any better. Yeah, you didn't give a shit, right? And by the time I by the time I knew what I was looking at, the entire the entire lens on the whole thing is different now i'm i don't get excited for a match now <laughs> like no. what no. am i a mark yeah i just no it's different so not exactly but um i'm sure it has happened in the past i just can't sure. think of it well um uh just a year later uh the rock and mankind together known as the rock and sock connection defeated uh the big show and the undertaker what to win the wwf tag team titles on raw Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody remembers that. I I don't remember the Big Show ever teaming up with the Undertaker. Is this some fucking uh, Mandela effect shit? No, you just forgot. <laughs> Good fucking lord, I don't remember that. Anyway, um, okay. Uh, we'll fast forward ten more years in two thousand and nine. Uh, the great Walter Killer Kowalski passed away. The trainer of Strangler Steve King. Oh, wow. Yeah. In 2010, the 900th episode of Monday Night Raw, uh, this opened up with uh, Bret Hart talking about himself and The Undertaker being the only two people in the WWE that were both on this episode of, on this episode and the first episode of Raw in 1993. And a match was made by <laughs> the match, a match was made by the anonymous. Raw general manager, Bret Hart. I have a, a message. I don't have my laptop here. Well, that was the worst shit. It's Hornswoggle. Instead, uh, anyway, match never took place because the Undertaker was taken out by Kane and the Nexus. What the fuck was happening in 2010? Kane and the Nexus. Kane and the Nexus. Um, what was happening in 2010? We were waiting for a certain someone to drop a pipe bomb. Was that in 2010? Um, I think it was the next year, but we were, but that's why in 2010 we were waiting for it. We we're still waiting for it to happen because we were getting shit like anonymous raw general managers and Kane and the Nexus teaming up. Mm. Bro, my real quick. I don't know if I'm getting nauseous because of the wrestling or because I had to use my wife's fucking uh, lactate milk for my coffee because uh, I had a half and a half in the back, right? And mm -hmm. I guess like we keep we keep buying half and half. Long story short, I guess this one kept being pushed to the back, so I went to use it this morning. Well, like, oh, we still have a brand new half and half. I'm putting it in the coffee and like fucking cottage cheese. And and I, I said maybe it's just maybe it's just me. I should drink this. No, I didn't drink it. It's yeah, disgusting. 
Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was, uh, yeah. Today in wrestling, nobody was born. No, no notable uh, birthdays. Not one person born, huh? I mean, people were born, but none that anybody, wrestling. Would, none that anybody would give a shit about. Oh right. boy, you know what time it is, right, Vet? I think so. It's time for the three count again. Oh, I fucking wish. Let's, re- let's redo the three count. Oh, I fucking wish, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for NX motherfucking T. Throw this up. Cause I'm the greatest, ain't no hating, I'm the best. Hey, you want your shot? Well, I guess you wait till next year. I'm at the top, get respect while I get Ladies and gentlemen, it is NXT. Ladies and gentlemen, NXT took place live on your TV screen or on your cellular device. August 29th, 2023. I think the vet sees something funny in the chat. Am I wrong? No, I was just laughing at this took place on your cellular device. (laughs) On a train or at work. With a homeless man picking his feet. Legit, again. And you're like, God, which one of these do I want to watch? <laughs> it's a tough question. Brother, when I saw the main event, I was like, God damn it. I don't want to watch this at all. And then you watched it and you said, God damn, I wish I hadn't watched this at all. Mm. This was uh, and now, one and now my- your ankle hurts. The show sucked so bad it physically injured you. I, it's weird, bro. Yo, vet, my ankle, like it's swollen on both sides, mm-hmm. and then there's like a little hump, like a hoof gimmick from the uh, what? What's the front part of your your leg? Uh, was it the shin mm-hmm. to the foot bone gimmick to the connection? A little mm. hump. I think I really fucked up my ankle, bro. I think I. Is it possible I, for you to elevate? Uh... I can. Your, your foot, can you like <sighs> put it up on the side there? I could do it. I would just have to kind of lay back, lay back and enjoy this NXT review. I would have to do a full split to do that. But, uh, all right. Well, don't hurt see. yourself any further. What, is, what do you think, Mercy? He's not talking to me. All right. Well, what do we got here, vet? Can we do this in five minutes? Okay. Let's try. Um, recap from, you know, what was it? What was the show? Heat Wave or some stupid name from last it was, week? It was it was Heat Wave. Uh, was it? Unfortunately, you like that pool thing at the beginning with uh, Tony D and them. <laughs> oh, what are you doing over here? You trying to get laid? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we let all these girls in here. What is this? The NXT kitchen? What's going on over here? All these all these tatas. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. All right, so uh, we get we start out with the dyad versus the Creed brothers in a cage. Now, excuse me, I have been gone for one week, but uh, mm. I remember distinctly the Creeds losing a loser leaves NXT match. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any sort of did they cover the reinstatement process like at all at any point, and I just missed it, or? Do they really just 
come out for a match like, yeah, I know we kidnapped some of you guys last time, but it's okay now. We're back. Well, they coaxed them. They 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 coaxed them into uh, having this match. Having them. Yeah. Okay, all right. I didn't remember. Remember Just, they, but... they they joined. They they were wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. They, they were part of the uh, the, uh, the 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 jism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> this is dumb. I okay. don't ever don't don't do a lose leave town match if the loser doesn't leave town. Just... They didn't leave town that long. In fact, they never left. They were, they were just there. wearing hoods and masks. So they so so let me get this straight. So you l- lose a loser leaves NXT match, then you just show back up at work and you hide out so no one sees it's you. You put the hoodie up and you put the yellow mask on and you just walk around like that. And then like do you, do when they train at the performance center or do other things like do they have to keep that stuff on so no one knows, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here. You lost a you lost a match. You can't be here anymore. Um. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's just fuck move on. Brutus gets carried away, and I don't mean the way he usually does. I mean he literally is carried away by the schism members. There were so many um, of them. Yeah, and um, I was like, you know, why are they allowing this? Where is security? But then I realized, oh, security is all the guys in the schism outfit. Yeah, so of, that's why. Yeah, that's why the they schism. weren't. No security. Yeah, yeah. That's why they, they got yeah. cars being broken into in the in the parking lot. Nobody's doing anything about it. People no, just enter. The, hold on, people just, just entering the building willy nilly. No like the creeds, like the yeah. Creed brothers. No uh, security. They all part of the. Well, cult. maybe that's why they were just escorting Brutus back out, and they were going to come back and get Julius later. Um. Elizabeth asks, uh, "Okay, so." I do have a question. Uh, was it just me, or did they did they say they would get a rope break on the ankle lock? Uh, I thought it was a kid. No, 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 no. Uh, and, uh, the the uh, rope break was not allowed because it is a steel cage match, Elizabeth. So that's true. Uh, so she's right, but I guess she was asking if they had said that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it's a steel cage match. Well, you know, it doesn't matter because not only can the Creeds not leave NXT like they're supposed to, they can't even get escorted out like they're supposed to because Bruce just comes back and rips the door off. Um, Bro, those guys are unbeatable. Yeah, why aren't they just... They should just go and... They should just beat up Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and be the undisputed tag team champions right now. Julius beat those guys most of the match by himself. He did a one-arm powerbomb. Yeah. Do you remember that? No, I wasn't really watching. And then the other Creed brother beat up 20 people because about 20 people carried him away, right? Something like that. It was at least 20. He ripped the entire side of the cage off. It wasn't just the door. It was the whole cage. He just ripped it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Came guys in. had to see it. If you didn't see it. It was crazy. He ripped. They'll never show that again. No. They're going to edit it to make it look like it was just the like door it's just now. just the door, right? You know how they do that CG stuff, and you know how they have those cameras that can see into your dreams in the past and stuff? They That's the technology they use. It was crazy. Yeah. So um, it's gonna guys, They're going to Mandela you in real time, and they're going to make you think, didn't he always rip off the whole side of the cage? No, it was just the door. It was always just, just the, the door. door. You're always wrong. The door. Um, uh, so, yeah. Creed. So Ivy Nile shows up and helps, and then the Creed brothers win. So. 
Yeah. Do you have anything to actually add to this, like seriously, or should we just move on? No, bro. Move okay, on. good. I barely want to do this review. I understand. Okay. Um. All right. Next is Roxy. She ain't playing around. No, she's fucking serious. What? Yep. What are you talking about? Uh, then they explain the Global Heritage Invitational. So it's, it's so it's a G one. It's it's the European G one. That's exactly it's, what it's, it is. It's white guy G one. Okay. And they have a, and they have a British guy uh, representing the U.S. Yep. <laughs> but he's not British. His dad is. Oh, stop it! This guy's fucking British and he's British blood. It's called British blood. Yeah. He doesn't have an accent, and he was born in the United States. British blood. Yeah. What was he born? probably florida don't they all live in florida doesn't every wrestler live in florida i guess brother um so next is the nxt kitchen championship edition um featuring street profits and a random lady brawl or at least i thought it was random until i saw the match later but it just looked like four random girls decided to punch each other in the kitchen so the street profits doing back there no idea and this is all they did too right like they were at no point ever featured in the show again. They didn't challenge for the tag team titles, even though they were right there. Right there. And why? Why? Where, and where was Bobby Lashley? Did he approve this? Did he sign off on this? Apparently. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, he was born in Georgia. Oh, I thought he was just yelling out Georgia in all caps. Spelled Georgia wrong. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Believe it or not. Uh, all right, so we have a match for the uh, Global Heritage Invitational. It is Butch versus Charlie Dempsey. Yo. <laughs> Go ahead. Say what I think you might say. No, I was just like, where the fuck, what the, where the fuck did Butch come from? That's what I said to myself. He came from England. No, I know that, but what I'm saying oh. is that so it didn't hit me until he came out and walked down the aisle. I was like, wait a second. Butch isn't on NXT. Mm-hmm. You couldn't find another guy? So this is well, basically... He used a, to be on NXT. This is basically a G1 Cruiserweight uh, tournament. My I, I off here? Kind of looks like it. All little guys. But you had... Uh, you know, the last time some of these guys were ever in NXT, it was a Cruiserweight deal. Like Tazawa, you know? Like they had 205 Live still back when he was on the show. Oh, so, is there any Japanese representation on this? Tozawa? <laughs> is he? Literally just said Tozawa. I don't know. I, I didn't know he was like still, two seconds ago. I didn't know he was still on the roster. Oh, yeah. He's a main event player now. He's involved in the Miz and LA Knight feud. He beat the Miz. What is this thing called? The, the Cup Invitational? Global. Heritage Invitational. Sounds like something that Dusty Rhodes would have came up with as a rib, right? Let me tell you something, Daddy. I got a, I got an idea for you. <laughs> so uh, Butch wins after taking like 95% of this match. <laughs> like his, <laughs> his shine was uh, like Charlie Dempsey's shine was Butch kicked his ass. And then the heat was Butch kicked his ass. And then Charlie Dempsey's comeback was Butch kicked his ass. And then the finish was Butch pinned him. So I hope he learned a lot. I'm sure he didn't. As metaphor looks on from the 
the metaphor lounge. Hello, hello, hello. They're fucking annoying, dude. You don't like them? I thought you loved all these. No, nah, I love them, but they're annoying. Uh, so they're people. doing a good job then? I love Colin. He's fucking annoying. Do you not agree? I wouldn't even go so far as the love part. Well, I know you don't love him. I'm just saying. We'll just, we'll just cut it off at annoying. Dragonov walks. Then we get Mackenzie with Dragon Lee interrupted by Ali. Um, what is he wearing? It's like some rose-colored fucking. What what is this? Where do you buy clothes like this? Uh, he says he says Dragon Lee with all due respect. His you know he struck out and it's Ali's turn to be up at bat now for the. He's referring to the um, the North American Championship. I guess. You know he he's not wrong though. Like I, I kind of sided with him. It's his turn. No, you just like that great dictator background. He was. Well, watch your mouth. What? So Dragonov's in the ring now, and he's. Uh, he says he's impressed. He was impressed by Trick, and everyone else should be impressed by Trick. But who cares about him anymore? Um, and then uh, Noam Dar wants an impromptu supernova sessions, and then. Uh, you know, he wants to sort of challenge Dragonov for some reason, <clears throat> but it's actually Oro Mensa that says he's going to challenge him next week. And then he uh, gets in there and gets beat up. Fucking Oro Mensa. Here's what I thought about this. Fucking Oro Mensa. I don't really care about the situation, but it's more of a larger philosophical idea the the heels are being very proactive <laughs> like if you notice like noam dar's bravely challenging dragonov when normally noam dar would like try to weasel out of any sort of match like he, he would do anything to avoid having a match but now he's like i'm gonna you know i'm just gonna do this i'm gonna challenge you but guess what so is my friend is gonna challenge you and his friend it, it, they don't even do the thing where he like volunteers oro for it and oro's like huh me you what? know like surprise what? he How? just he's like yeah i'll fight like the heels are just bowing up They're like fuck you dragon off i don't care how crazy you are we're really we're stuck. we're cool and tough now so okay <laughs> so wait so metaphor is badass why would i not like him Oh, I thought you would know. Well, I guess I'll just wait till next week for the answer. Uh, Wagner's back, and so is the shirt. I knew you'd be happy about this, Ray. Oh yeah, man, you're gonna get fucking tabled. Yeah, but but someone, but there's another guy stealing his gimmick. We'll talk about that later. Okay, hopefully not for long. No. Uh, Lola and Electra make their entrance. Oh, I like them walking. And then uh, we <laughs> come back, and Kalani and Dana are getting ready to have their match with Lola and Electra. So these were the four women fighting in the kitchen. Um, Yo, Dana Brooke, bro, I say this every week. I I'm tired of her. Just fucking tired. It's like when you get a toothache and it doesn't really hurt. It doesn't hurt enough to get it pulled. But it's getting mm -hmm. to that point that every time you eat, starting to really fucking shoot up the side of your face. And you just want it yanked out of your mouth. That's Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke is a goddamn toothache to me. <sighs> sorry well maybe I'm somebody sorry. will pull her but the uh she does get booed here um good so she have you, ever, have you ever booed your own toothache have you yes. ever like ow boo Ow, suck you stupid fucking tooth 
Right. And we got a Lola chant. I like Lola. Oof. So does the people. Stiff. Um, stiff. So what? I wrote, uh, yeah, stiff. Is name vicious? What? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I wrote on my notepad, I wrote heels mm-hmm. up because they didn't seem like the heels in this match, but uh, they, they went over. So she's the rare breed. Lola is the rare breed of woman that can wear a full body outfit and still look better than half, like half the roster. Good God. She's not bad either. Not really. So, so I like, I really do like Kalani Jordan mm-hmm. and I like Lola Vice. Electra's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana Brooke is just fucking the shits. I really wish she would fucking just, just not be there ever anywhere. Like, I understand why Batista dumped her. God damn. How? I hate the fucking... Yo, I don't you... even know why Batista would have involved himself with that. Like, you could well, go into fine. any Jamba Juice in L.A. and like see head, that. Bro. I had a girl that was easy head. But anyway, listen, neither here nor there. Doesn't um, seem that easy. Yeah, right. I hate when she does... You know when she does the fucking clothesline where she... And she's just basically... She's not even clotheslining the girl. She's just like pulling the girl towards her and just leaning, leading her down to the floor. You know what I'm saying? Her clotheslines suck. Uh, I hate the way she fucking hits the ropes on her little tiptoes. I fucking hate everything about her. God, I don't hate anyone on this earth, God. Lord, you know, right? I don't hate anybody. But I don't like her. At all. What do you think, witch? She's not talking to me either. Well, um, Eddie Thorpe and uh, DiJack are walking. Uh, Gigi gets her turn at the promo deal. She'll see Tiffany next week, so she's pretty sure she's going to win. Uh, Trick and Mello discuss whether it's possible for Mello to defeat Dragunov. And they try to do some artistic, you know, acting bullshit here, but uh, it's impossible. I think it, yeah, I think it fell kind of flat. But no, no, Mello corny. Mello. Mellow beating you to the dragon off. Oh, yeah. It's, it's impossible. That ain't gonna happen. Um would you have answered Mellow? Like you're right. He's way better than you. <laughs> you know, like the truth it's the truth. M- Mellow may I don't even think he's my I'd be like, I'd be like, why did you, no, if it was me, I would say it like if if uh if I were trick and Mellow was saying like do you think I can beat Dragon? I'm like, why do you wait all week to ask me in front of the camera here? Right? Why didn't you text me? <laughs> FaceTime you. Call me. Something. So anyway, that's what oh. I would say, but that's me. Uh, let's see what DiJack and Thorpe say. Um, DiJack wins one. He's I don't won know. A, if, he's won a I few. don't recall if I've ever seen this happen before. He's won a couple. I think he's won his last few matches. I think. I think this is number two ever that he's ever won. I wanted to um in this current incarnation of the gimmick. In in professional wrestling, Vet, mm-hmm. what is the thought process behind wrapping a, a piece of material around your hand? Does it really make your fist harder? Is it like like wrapping your your, your like because you know he he wraps the belt around his knuckles. Does that mm-hmm. really load up your hand? I've never done that before. Maybe I should try that. Oh, I guess it would be. It would. Well, it does make it a little heavier for no, one, and no, you it know also 
it also allows you to you know i tell me if i'm off here ray because you're the boxer but Good. i'm gonna um, tell you right now is there a certain is there a certain self-preservation aspect to punching because human hands are fragile right it doesn't really make sense to take these small bones in your fingers and ball them up and hit something like the hardest part of the body so that they can yeah so that they can just break all over somebody's skull sure it does damage to them but you know arguably that'll heal up better than your hands will so there's probably because boxing is a sport that's based around points and things. You don't have to hit guys as hard as you possibly can every time. Well, you, so you have the self-preservation to make contact. So if you wrap up your fist and protect it more, maybe you feel like you want to throw it harder. Maybe it adds a little more weight and velocity. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. I just, I just actually taught myself, like not taught myself something, but I realized something. So when you, when you have your fist, right, when you ball up your fist, right, you know, when you're hitting something, there is going to be, see that give? See the give? Yeah. In here, there's give, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you have a roll of quarters in there, I'm going to use this remote control, Yeah, there is no give. So mm-hmm. it actually does harden the fist. So I understand wrapping a belt around. Yeah, I, I guess, I, you know what, brother? After all these years, I don't know why I never thought that. Because if you punch somebody with a roll, I want you all right now in the chat to go get a roll of quarters. Get your roll of quarters. We all have one. Just go get your emergency roll of quarters. Or like, you remember those ankle, remember vet, remember when when we were kids, we would run with the ankle weights and they were like Mm -hmm. little thin weights and you could pull them out. Yeah. Get one of those, ball up your fist and punch somebody in the face with that, with that fist. Okay, we're all waiting for you to do it. If you guys aren't doing it, it's going to be a longer show. Just video, just send a video uh, and and tag me and Vet on Twitter, and then we'll tag the police. And then yeah, we'll we'll also know who to block. Um, but yeah, but anyway, yeah, Dijak wins one with help from his belt. Uh, and then we get uh Kiana, uh, with the Kiana copter. Mm -hmm. Um, That was so stupid. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, that's just her thing now. Hmm. And then uh, Braun wants a thank you from Baron Corbin. He's the one stealing the gimmick. He had like a t-shirt, much like. Yeah. Yeah. He's best beer in the business. Yeah, best beer. In the business. <laughs> is, that, is that available on WWEshop.com right now? Twenty eight ninety nine. Best beer in the business. Um, oh lord. Okay. Now the next thing was where a camera crew had like camped out at uh, Angel Garza's house and just waited for him to wake up. All right. They were just filming him all night. Um, Let's stop this. Let's just stop this. Okay. This is legitimately, I I, I can't believe I say this every single week, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) If you haven't watched NXT, uh, if you haven't listened to this podcast in the past, which I'm sure everybody right now in the chat has, this I've used this term before, but this is possibly the most stupid thing I've ever seen on television, not just pro wrestling television, on television in general. They stole the American Wolves gimmick. They stole Davy Rich's gimmick. This gimmick. I'm scratching my chest. Just, I want you to, in fact, I don't, I don't want you to have to hurt yourself doing this. Let, let me just break this down for you, brother. Thanks. 
so these two these two flaming homosexuals had a dream about their old man grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. And they both so one of the homosexuals. their dead grandfather. Their dead grandfather. So then so then the, the one with the dimples comes comes over to the one with the ponytails house, right? And he says, I need to talk to you. And the other guy's like, Yeah, me too. And he wakes up, he has blood all over his chest, just fucking and they both have scars going across their chest. Mm-hmm. I cannot describe to you the fakeness in which these scars looked. Number one, were they meant to look fake? Were they meant to be tattoos? I don't know. What is what is what is an old man, an old dead man, doing walking around scratching his uh, grandchildren's uh, chest in the middle of the night and making them bleed? And how does that bond them together? None of this fucking makes sense in any fucking way. There is no lore. There is there are no there are no fairy tales. There there's no religious context to any of this shit that makes sense here. I don't understand this, vet. What are they doing? Why why how the fuck does this shut fucking how does how does waking up with scratches on your goddamn chest from your old from your old fucking grandfather make you a better tag team? And then they rip up a t-shirt. What the fuck is going on in this segment? Vet, I'm serious. What is going on? This is like, holy shit. This is like opening up a fucking, uh, uh, the laundry thing, right? Throwing your clothes in there and just dumping horse shit in there and expecting your laundry to come out clean. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is, and, and this is me who just finished literally talking about CM Punk fighting fucking Luke Perry's kid in the backstage. What the fuck? What the ghost in Spanish is fantastic. No, I'm serious. And listen, los chupacabras. I don't get it. I don't understand. There's no no magic. No, 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 no. Aaron Ben Shlomo. No, I don't want to hear that Kabbalah shit from fucking Israel. There is no magic. This is dumb. Vet, explain to me. Are they like are they supposed to fucking touch each other's chest? Like blood brothers? Remember we used to cut your hand and shake your buddy's hand and you both had syphilis? Quarters. Hammer's right. It looks so metrosexual. No, it was fucking gay. I I I I just don't understand. I I didn't mean to spend spend time on this, but I legitimately had that question. Why are you gay? Who says I'm gay? You are gay. The worst, bro, this is the worst. Is this the worst you've ever seen? Am I overstating how dumb and how fucking ridiculous this was? That you're it gets not me over, angry? You're not overstating it, no. This is, this is fucking RoboCop bad. Oh, I wish a RoboCop was on this show. Oh my God, we had a RoboCop moment earlier today. I just realized that. Brutus Creed is RoboCop. Ripping fucking doors off handles. God damn it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then y'all well, they were they were doing they were God. they were doing King Kong. Bro, this is that, uh, that this was this made no sense. Like, who the fuck? And why are they doing this so cinematically? Like, it's serious. I don't know, but they're back next week, so look forward to it. 
I'm not they'll freaking be, out. It's just it just angers me. They'll be back. They'll be back next week, right? I'm a fucking adult. I have a kid. I have a wife. I have I have an ex-wife. They're gonna come. They're gonna come back with the American Wolves little slash things, but it'll just be smaller. It'll be even smaller. Cause theirs Mike, covered Mike, like Mike, the whole. Hold on, pack, Mike but... Martin, you fucking motherfucking fat guy that turned skinny. Shut up. Go ahead. Um, at this point, they showed the same Bray Wyatt tribute video that they showed on SmackDown. And it was also the same video that they showed on Raw. And uh, so I guess now would be the place to say, like, I kind of had a problem with this because I understand that after like one day, I think they put together like an amazing video. Why do they say play the same shit? My son did made a fucking video on his phone. Right. So you're right there with me. I'm like, I get it. You had one day to make it and you made an amazing video, but then you had the chance to do something. You had the whole weekend to work on something for Monday night raw, make Monday night raw, like a special episode or, or do a bunch of different stuff from Monday night raw. And instead all you did was like, well, here's those videos we made for Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt again. Hey, let's drag out here's the, the rock. Yeah. Here's the rocking chair. chair. Yeah, here's the thing, guys. So like, disrespectful. Yeah, dude. You go ahead. I, I, I can fucking see. I can fucking see people holding up flashlights on their phone anytime. That's all on the uh, peacock. That's all. That's all out there. Like, tell oh. me about the guy. We're never gonna get to see this guy again. Let's do it. So, so tell me about the guy, bro. Let you know. Did you see the Becky Lynch thing where she told a story about him? Put that on the fucking show. Do you see the things with Gallows and Anderson talking about him? How about the video of the of the little kid that was? Did you see the video of the little kid that was standing out of, uh, outside of the arena? And Bray Wyatt says, "I'll be back." And Bray Wyatt actually comes back out when there is nobody around just to spend some time with this fucking kid. Show that. Did you see what I did, Vet, at the beginning of the show? I Googled. I Googled uh, Bray Wyatt's first uh, promos. There's a whole bunch of them. Why don't you just put together like a little fucking package of what he did in FCW, right? Because it's NXT basically, right? Why don't you show some of his developmental shit and make that a thing for NXT? What fucking geniuses booked this shit? You could spend a goddamn fucking a thousand ten thousand dollars putting together a cinematic thing of two homosexual brothers fucking getting scratched by the old man grandfather in the middle of the goddamn night but you can't put together a goddamn promo for a guy that just lost his life that people actually give a shit about it's infuriating yo dude when you said that shit i was thinking that last night they keep showing the same shit over and over again you have a fucking week He, Bray Wyatt was NXT when he, I mean, it was FCW, but you know, he was, he was part of the fucking original NXT, the Nexus. Are you fucking kidding me? You can't show any of that shit. But yet you spend money and time on two flaming fags getting scratched by an old man in the middle of the night. God damn. I'll be back. Uh, does Scott Woodford come back in?
Well, Ray's pretty upset. Fuck. He's back. It's ridiculous, bro. It's 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 so frustrating. We're spending our time. I'm spending my fucking time putting over this trying to put over this fucking bullshit. This is terrible. Fuck, man. And just when you think NXT gives you a glimmer of fucking hope or professional wrestling in general, whenever you think things might be getting better, you get a fucking fight backstage where a dog is biting somebody in the asshole. What is wrong with with wrestling now? What is happening? Nothing's wrong with it. You just you just uh you just know too much, that's all. But I hope that, you know, with um, this is kind of a good example of you guys that have heard me and and followed along with the things that I've been saying since I joined HMG. You know, I've not been kind to the WWE as a company and there are certain people that work there that um, are in charge of a lot of the things that goes on and everybody else just kind of has to deal with these handful of people. Um, and this is an example of one of the things that's why I say, fuck these guys. Yes. It has nothing to do with, you know, the, the talent they're all working, you know, and doing the best they can they're under trying. the circumstances, You're but right. it's not, that. but, but it's just the idea that they can, that somebody is like, all right, we need to whip up a package real quick. This, this, the, the kid died. Go, go comb through thousands of hours of footage and uh, put some together real quick. And then they do it. And then they're like, oh, good job. That's all we need. We're done with that. We'll just play this the next couple times we're on the air because we got a lot of important shit to do. Like if the Judgment Day is going to get along or if uh, the Miz is going to make fun of LA Knight or we got a lot of important real shit to get to on our show. We don't have time to do more stuff with Bray or Terry or anything else. We don't have time to educate our fans on who these people were, what they did. You mean to tell me you couldn't have spent any time, you know, getting those anecdotes, getting those stories from the people? You couldn't have sat and gave an educational, like, this is who Terry Funk was. This is where he started. This is what he did. This is all the people that, you know, he helped along the way. There's no, none of that. We just got to have, no, we, we got to make sure that, uh, you know, we got to make sure that Finn Balor and Damian Priest are arguing again. We got to make sure that Chad Gable says, shoosh. That's what we have to do. We can't pay, we can't postpone that another week. We can't make any more video packages. Uh, we'll we'll just pat ourselves on the back for our amazing video that we made, and that should be good enough. We'll just run that two more times, then we won't talk about it anymore. You know what? You know what? You know what the big problem is, Vet, that they have that that WWE. Uh, what they choose to do is instead of hiring people that actually have an, like have a fucking clue in the business. They hire and they, they they've continued to hire uh Freddie Prince Juniors. Or or oh do you remember this? Let me see if let me see if I can bring this shit up. Oh, I can't fucking bring this fat fucking bitch up. Do you remember the Millie Tamares bitch? Yeah. You remember that? That fucking idiot comedian? She wasn't even funny. This fucking fat fuck. 
This let me show you guys. This is this is who was writing wrestling for you. This bitch. This is this is who's writing wrestling. This is who's writing wrestling. Not no more. Fucking enough, man. I grew up, bro, I grew up literally surrounded by wrestlers my whole life. I've never seen shit like this before. I've watched wrestling since I was a kid. I watched wrestling where a fucking clown. They have fucking clowns. Garbage men. Plumbers. And it's still better than this shit. What the fuck has happened to the thing I love? Well, listen to what you just said there, Ray. You said a very key thing. You didn't even know it. You said, this is who's writing wrestling. That's a phrase that should never have been said. What do you mean writing wrestling? Yeah, yeah absolutely correct. You are 100 fucking percent correct, bro. Kind of used to write itself. You didn't need writers, but... And you still don't. You know. That's why you put the people on TV that can cut a promo, that can do it themselves. I've said this a thousand times in other shows or whatever the fuck, but my father used to be a minister. He used to preach. My father never wrote out a fucking script. He write out some bullet points. Bullet points, like ideas of what he... And he just talk for an hour about God. <laughs> fuck. You telling me you can't hire anybody that could talk for, for fucking 30 seconds? Look what the Miz did this week. That shit was that shit was dope. But Miz comes from a different era. I want you to go back and take a look at that fucking uh vi the video when again with the Miz when he cut the promo live on Enzo Amore. Do you remember that? Mm. When he shut him down in the ring and he's like, You have so much potential, but you don't know when to shut up. Mm. Bro. No. So, a couple of comments. A couple from Mike Martin I'll address first. One was, <clears throat> in WWE's defense, I think he meant, the wrestlers are posting memories as the show's going on and after. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see that. Put that I on don't TV. I don't, follow, I don't follow every wrestler on social media, so it would have been nice to have a tribute show where we get to hear what the the boys and girls think. That, that was kind of my point. Like, rather than have... A bunch of fake matches you can still have some matches on there if you want because the live crowd paid to see a show but you know you could still do stuff it's it's a little different situation this isn't like he, he, this was like a current young top guy it's not like a guy that you fired and then like nine months later he died and then you have to be like oh well i guess we'll make a video for him no th this guy was under your employment and was a major part of it, a major part of the company. It's not like it's 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 different than some, even somebody like a Terry Funk. The situation's a little different. Yeah, but, I mean, Terry Funk had his run. Yeah, but still, like the whole thing should be about both those guys. They're both more important than anything that you got going on with, you know, whatever your shitty creative is, or you know, whatever. Um, mm. and then 
the other comment, you do need writers, just not as many and ones that have knowledge. No, nah, you don't you don't need writers. You just don't. You just don't. You really don't. Period. Yeah, you there's do. no but but no, you don't need them, but that's just what it turned into. It's just what it is now. That's how they did it. It's too late to stop it. If you stop it now, you'll admit that you were wrong all these years and wasted everybody's time for like twenty years. So they're not gonna ever do that. The WWE don't admit that they're wrong. So they're not going to go back to it. They're not going to change anything. So Listen, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get heat for this. But, you know, the truth is that, yes, Russo was a writer. He was a writer. And I'm not going to fucking downplay his contribution to wrestling. It is what it is. But it wasn't needed. No, the important thing that Vince Russo needed. did, the important thing that Vince Russo did was he told vince mcmahon hey right. something's got to change we can't keep doing this cartoon bullshit the the clowns the plumbers right. and stuff like that that vision that he had that we have to get away from that that was you know that was his important contribution but even russo will tell you you know he gave certain things to guys but he worked with guys and got feedback from guys hold on hold on mike martin you say that we're so far off uh that vince russo wasn't writing wasn't needed listen to what the vet is saying to you right now just listen like like i was saying say Vin, vince russo would tell you when he'll go to the rock with an idea or he'll go to steve austin with an idea and they right. will come back with their own ideas and they right. go back and forth and they have a process he didn't just hand a steve script. austin a piece of paper and say you're gonna say this bro or right. else that's what's happening now and some guys get a little more agency than other guys but what I'm saying is we don't need somebody to script out an it's entire evolved. show. It's evolved into a, in, into a bad TV show. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what, that's I, what we're saying. And and look at Russo now. He hates it too. He he, do, he doesn't like it. He, he doesn't put anything over. So I'm just saying like. They still had storylines. But did you not hear? Did you not just listen? I'm getting frustrated. Did you not listen to what the vet, is, vet just said? It's not about writing out a fucking story. It's about bouncing right. ideas off of each other. That's okay. You can and think then, whatever. You... No, no, no. And then, and then Vince McMahon would filter it out. So Vince Russo would go to Triple H and say, "Look, you know, I think it's a good idea that maybe you do this, this, this fucking thing, right?" And and Triple H, well, maybe if I'll do it this way, uh, and then they would bring that to Vince, and Vince would be like, "Oh, I don't like that. Just change that, and change this, and just do whatever the fuck you want to do, and just make it work." You got you got a minute. That was it. But they're literally handing full scripts like a movie to these wrestlers. They're hiring they're not... people out of school, or like Media Five said, uh, <laughs> "WWE Creative hires YouTubers to do wrestling." So, well, that, that doesn't explain why, hey, how come that uh, Stevie Turner gimmick didn't take off? If they're hiring YouTubers, then they should have known how to get that gimmick over. But they put, it's for, they, not this one, this one, they, uh, they put a, they put pantyhose. What is it? They put pantyhose over Terry Funk and still got over, over his face. Chainsaw Charlie. Rest in peace, Terry Funk. So, yeah, but that's fine. You can think whatever you want. Um, it's just your opinion. Uh, sure. But I'm just uh, we're we're just we're just trying to tell you, regardless of 
you know, Ray's going off on that tangent about what wrestling has turned into, but it, it, the, the main point is we started this by saying you have a lot of talented people that work in the production side, and they came up with a nice tribute video in 24 hours notice for someone that died that currently worked for them. And that was very nice. But now that you have a little more time, I would like to have seen more. So it's professional, professional wrestling. I'm going to put it, I'll make a quick metaphor. It's like your first love, the woman or the man you first fell in love with, right? Let's say woman for me, right? And you still have that, that, that sweetness and kindness in your heart towards that person. You're not in, still in love with the person, but you still love that person. Maybe even you maybe maybe you might be in love with your first love, right? And then you turn on you pick up your phone and then you see a video of her getting gang banged. <laughs> That's what I feel. This is. It's like I'm 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 seeing something that I love so much that I grew up in. That's part of my heart. That my son wants to fucking get involved with, God damn it. And it's just being raped. That's how I feel about it. And it, it really hurts my heart. This, this segment broke me last night. And then it broke me even further when I was like, damn, they're, they're going to play this fucking video again? This Bray Wyatt? Like, like seriously, he couldn't do more than that? I felt like it was disrespectful. It is, yeah. That's how I felt. But you know, I guess you are, have... but that's that's why we have a that's that's why we have a problem with this shit, dude. It's because of that attitude. I, I, I honestly I, maybe maybe this bitch didn't have time to fucking you know write something good for Bray Wyatt. Joe Coffey wins. Who else? Uh Davenport, and then we go to the main event. Yeah, um, sure. I'm trying to look around to see if there's anything that's even worth saying. I don't think so. Let me see. Rock I mean, Sam. more stuff happened, but if you cared, you would have watched NXT, so you oh, don't Chase, need us to tell Chase, you. Chase you, uh, what's her name, didn't show up, uh, Thea Hale. Now she's hanging out with fucking, uh, what, what do you call her, the lizard woman? Reptilian Britt Baker. She's hanging out with her. This is gonna be. You know what's gonna happen here, right? She's she's the bad she's the bad kid now. This is gonna happen. I see I see it already. And tell me when I'm wrong. Tell me when I'm telling lies. One of these writers probably did a production of Greece in college only two years ago. And said, let's turn this pink lady into a, let's turn this fucking uh, blondie into a pink lady. Like they did with fucking uh, the original Grease movie. Remember? What's up, stud? And she's smoking a cigarette. That's what, th that's what this is going to be. Can't wait. So, uh, Keanu wins a fatal four-way. I didn't expect that. Did you? She has a helicopter. Oh, well then. She's over. Yeah, none of the other three had a helicopter. <clears throat> what chance did they have? None. There was a couple things I thought you might like. Uh, 
I thought you might like how Gigi did the, um, you know, Saray's been gone for a while, but she made sure to hit that Saray drop kick. So I thought you might have enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. The she also stepped. One. Yeah, she also stepped on Blair's neck for a shoot. <laughs> thought you might have enjoyed that. Um, but you know, good finish. Kiana over. See what they do. Um. And then at the end of the show, Mello knocks on HBK's door and says, "We need to talk." Boy, do you! <laughs> so Guess what, it. though? Guess what, vet? What? Nobody was on the other side of the door. <laughs> you tell me you couldn't get a. Hey, 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 uh, Sean! Can you just say, "What do you want? I'm busy," and just you know what I'm saying, like little little things. This this thing with the Bray Wyatt thing, vet, really fucking uh, bothered me. It did. Why? I mean, shouldn't you have just already known this? It, this is these people. This is who they are. This is what they do. This is why I'm never easy on them and why I always take them to task for everything. It's just that this time it was about something a little more important. I want to be candid. When Eddie, remember when Eddie Guerrero passed away? Mm -hmm. That's one of the one times that I legit cried, like broke down for a wrestler who I've never met in my life. Mm -hmm. This time around, for some reason, with this kid Bray Wyatt, it broke my heart even more. Not just because of what potential he had, but it was legit. Like, I, I saw it through the eyes of a father. And for me, I'm just airing this out. And I need to get this off my chest. Uh, my biggest fear is leaving this earth too early. Because I know what it is to have my to lose my father. And I was 31. I feel like I was cheated. So my heart goes out to JoJo and the kids and his ex-wife you know, who lost this guy. And then you go around and you hear all this shit about how like legit good he was and how much people really loved him, whether you like this creative or not. And also he was my kids. Like my kid loved him. I never got it. I never understood why he loved him so much. But if you look, I went back at my son's IG and I'm like, Oh my God, like every other post is a Bray Wyatt post. So Bray, like he connected with, and I, I, it comes to like I was listening to some of my friends that were texting me. Hey, did you hear about that wrestler that died? That was my son's favorite wrestler. That was my daughter's favorite. It was like the, like the young kids loved um, Bray Wyatt. Maybe they saw something that we didn't see. And like I said, my biggest fear is leaving this earth too too soon. And my heart breaks for this guy, for this guy's family. And to see my kid, he's 15, cry as if he lost the best friend, it broke my heart. So this is why I got so emotional. I'm sorry about that. This is why I got so angry when I felt that, you know, WWE is a multi-billion dollar country, company. You tell me you couldn't have put in a little more effort. That's what I'm saying. A little more effort into honoring this kid, this guy.
And I hope that they do more for his family. You know, they're saying the proceeds of whatever T-shirts he sells and shit. I just hope they do right by him and the family. He was signed to a multi, uh, multi-year contract, if I'm correct, three years or whatever, worth a certain amount of money. I don't know. It just scares the shit out of me, man. A lot of young people dying. And I'm not getting to get into politics or conspiracy or anything, but this is just a really fucking shitty time. And uh, I just think, like I said, WWE could have just did a little more. I, I Honestly, I felt... Like when when the House of Black came out with their little lantern, like that for me that 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 touched my heart. You know, they didn't have, they didn't have to do that. They don't work for that company. Little things, like what Becky Lynch did, what Seth Rollins did. You to notice that that he had the fiend plate on his belt. Little things like that. It's like it's like everybody else was making an effort, but the company itself, the writers, I don't know. Well, don't blame the writers either, because it's not up to them. I don't know. I, I don't know if, I mean, we got we have guys, you guys out there that, that are, you know, not only parents, but maybe your uncles. If younger, you know, it's just, it just hit me different. And, and this made me really sad. And I'm still sad. It doesn't make me a pussy. Or, or 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 whatever you want to say for shedding a tear over somebody who I didn't know. But when you have that person come into your living room every single week, you know, and then you, you know people that that have known him or know his father or anything like that, and legit nobody can say anything. Have you heard vet? Have you heard anybody say anything bad about that kid? Return to seriously as a person. Maybe you didn't like his fuck. Maybe he's a little weird and shit and. His, his, uh, you know, what frustrates me the, the most about that, also the Bray Wyatt thing, is that we won't, we only saw, um, if I'm understanding this correctly, a tiny bit of what that character could have been. Uh, coulda, woulda, shoulda. I'm sorry, man. I w- I'm just, this shit, I'm not saying this show broke me, but it's just a whole bunch of shit that piled up, and I just, maybe I shouldn't have podcasted today. I don't know. And I'm in pain. I'm a little frustrated. Yeah, Ray's ankles hurt. Yeah, I'm real fucked up right now, guys. You have no idea. All right, I'm done. I talk too much. I'm sorry, vet. I apologize to you. I was not. I wasn't on my A game today at all. I was more like a fucking D minus. I'm sorry. Seriously. I apologize to you. It's not fair for you to have to sit down and listen to me fucking, you know, yell and scream like a child, but I don't know. Well, the only other option was continuing to talk about NXT, so I'll call it a wash. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Let me fucking hit this goddamn music. But yeah. Um, just do better, man. 
It's just to fucking do better. Like. I don't know. Let me just put this over real quick. Uh, this week, uh, and you can put plug in your shit. You know, I'm getting out of here. The Pro Wrestling Reflection, uh, they're doing a retrospective on the lives of uh, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt this weekend. Uh, like I said, I, I cut a little bit of a promo too. I'm talking about two uh, wrestlers who I, I really admired. Terry Funk. Bro, Terry Funk was incredible. In fucking credible. And I'll talk about the first time I saw Terry Funk pile drive Ric Flair through a table. I was like, oh, that's just so fucking cool. This thing, the Terry Funk, you know, he had wrestled in the WWF. They went back to the NWA and it was just like, wow, so this is Terry Funk. Terry Funk was the man. Uh, if you follow Big Vito on social media, Big Vito actually put out this really cool because he's he worked a lot with Terry Funk. Check that out. Check out Big v- at the Big Vito brand on social media. And uh, go ahead, put over your stuff. I'll put something else over before we go. Well, um, you can find me here again. Uh, I'm back. So every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, until we all break from this show and the ghost grandfathers who scratch in the night and the... Uh, God the damn. virtual virtual helicopters and the um actually I like the helicopter um but yeah uh you can find me on the uh impact attack on mondays live at 6 30 p.m pacific 9 30 p.m eastern uh in this past episode uh i did not take it easy on impact wrestling either no because I'm pretty fed up with the entire everything right now. Um, and uh, I let them have it. And I also talked more about Wyndham Rotunda and Terry Funk on that episode. We discussed those guys. And so if you want to hear more of my thoughts on that, then I suggest you check out the latest Impact Attack on ChannelAttitude.com. If not, no big deal. Um but uh yeah check out uh, wrestling with rip rogers you know he's a guy you probably wrestled terry funk a bunch of times he probably has some wonderful terry funk stories and you could probably hear some of those on wrestling with rip rogers especially if you ask him about it uh which you can do in a live q a session uh every friday unless it's not on friday at their concrete time which always moves so be sure to check them out and if you just hit that notification bell and subscribe then whenever they go live you'll be there uh and uh we've also got our good friend stevie richards uh who's got his own stevie richards fitness channel and his own uh wrestling analysis channel in addition to his own big fitness podcast uh, with his co-host Big Mike Barron. So um, you can check out Stevie doing all of those things. Um, and one message we can learn from Stevie that kind of applies to everything else uh, is really just take care of yourself. Like really do. Like Ray needs to go see something about his ankle. Some Somebody. Don't just try to be a man and walk it off, you know? Um, don't try to hold things in. Um, eat the right foods. Try to lay off as many of the harsh drugs as you can. 
medications really be aware of your be aware of the things that are going on in and around your life um so that you can make the best decisions at all times for yourself for your family friends everybody and that's the important thing that's great advice man and I, i i definitely might have to go check out this angle um well ladies and gentlemen for the first time in probably over a year it's gonna happen for one night i'm out of here fuck this ladies and gentlemen tonight it is the ridiculously random podcast yes april hunter is getting her brain worked on they're gonna remove something from her brain and the vet is gone he legit is gone i'm not kidding you look it's just me Ladies and gentlemen, the Ridiculously Random Podcast. Tonight, it's going to be me and Colin Song live August 31st, uh, August 30th. Excuse me, that is tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Top five mugshots, celebrity mugshots. Who are your favorite mugshots of all time? We're going to be talking a whole bunch of shit. This going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Let me, let me, let me, just, uh, let me just run down really quickly what we're going to talk about. Um... Uh, COVID, mask, and the jab are back. Uh, we do. Uh, why do celebrity deaths affect us so much? Ah, that's a great topic. And uh, with over a hundred thousand migrants pouring into our cities, well, like New York City, uh, you know, we're gonna talk about how uh, this is destroying our economy. That and a couple of other stories. Uh, we'll have a Florida man story, and of course, uh, what floor is Mario on? We're gonna find out what floor Mario is possibly on. We don't know. We we will call and find out, and we will jump into the random mail sack. Now, I told you guys, head over to Twitter, tag me at Big Ray Hernandez or at Colin underscore Wysong or Colin Wysong. Sorry. Hashtag hashtag RRP and give us your top five. Your top five. Celebrity mugshots. And so I guess uh, for me and the vet, uh, will the vet be on tonight? Probably not. And I'm sorry for going crazy and venting. I love you guys. I hope to see you tonight. All the vets back. Vet, um, we're leaving. We're out of here. All right. Okay. So, goodbye, guys. Say goodbye, vet. Goodbye, everyone. This is the Hustler of Rogers. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself.